Welcome to Holistic Horseworks Talks. Join us with founder April Love as we talk about equine care. Learn what you can do to keep your horse happy, healthy, rideable, and sound through their 30s. Have a question you'd like to submit to the podcast? Just email april at holistichorseworks.com for a chance to get it featured on the next episode. Hi, my name is Lisa with Holistic Horseworks, and today I'm here with our founder, April Love, and we're going to talk about horse head issues. So April, can you tell me what are common cranial issues that you see in horses? So especially now that summer is coming up, um, you see a lot of weepy eyes, but if you notice it mainly on one side, it's actually because the tear duct is clogged um, from past cranial compression. So if we bring up like this skull, this is actually something that I got off of eBay, but it was it's real interesting that they actually did a mold of a real horse head. And you can actually see all the sutures and all the lines and how they're different bones. But even on this skull, you can see that the eyes aren't even, the cheekbones aren't even. This is what I look at on the horses. You know, so if your horse is looking at you and their head is down in this position and you look at their eyes, I tell people tilt the nose up just a little bit, like you're kissing the horse on the end of the nose, and you'll actually see these eye sockets pointing in different directions. So that makes it hard for horses to focus. And when they do the pullback when tied and it catches, the rope actually comes up, catches on the back of the occiput and shoves it down and forward, it compresses the TMJ joint, um, your frontal bones, your nasal bones, your lacrimal bone. And this eye, the one eye that's weeping more than the other eye is what you want to be looking for. This, um, The lacrimal bone is actually jammed and compressed and the eye can't drain. That can affect vision. Um, what your horses will be doing is, especially if you have fly mask on, um, they're dropping and always rubbing that one eye. And it'll be um, inflamed and pink on the inside corner instead of white like it should be. And if the horse keeps banging the eye, it can be the cause of what the vets are calling uveitis. And itis is just an inflammation. So you have an inflammation of the eye. And then they give you steroids in a pointy metal tube. And most horse owners are having an issue or um, trouble trying to get the, the ointment into the eye and they actually do more damage with the pointed metal tip. I really wish the medications were in a soft rounded tip. But steroids only deteriorate the tissue. So we've had clients that came to me and said the horse, uh, the vet wants to remove the horse's eye. And I'm like, well, it's not where it should be. It's red. It's inflamed. They're probably all, you know, always when you ride them or work them, dropping and rubbing that side head on their foreleg where the chemical fly sprays are, putting poisons in their eyes. So when I look at the horse's head and there's one weepy eye, I'm always like, we need to do a cranial sacral session on this horse and relieve the bone pressure so the orbit of the eye can actually get blood, oxygen, and nutrients again. And just wanting to balance out the horse's head, we teach this in my level three class where we actually move bones. Um, I've had four clients report that 
the uveitis got better. So the vet said they must have misdiagnosed it because uveitis never gets better. Usually always goes towards steroids and maybe eye removal at five to $10,000. And then you have a horse with one eye and vision limited. But what this does on the cranial compression and the eyes actually shifting in different and seeing different things, you know, if you look at your horse, I tell my clients, put your hands like this. This is how your horse sees. And if you move one eye, just one hand, just a little bit, you actually lose your depth perception in your peripheral vision. People will say, how come my horse doesn't know where the barrel is? Or how come my horse doesn't know how far the jump is? Why do I have to keep cueing them? I said, because they have no depth perception. So there's a ton of reasons why you want to get into the cranial on the horse. Um, bones in the head affects, you know, your TMJ is your hind end and sacrum and your sphenoid is your stifles. So everything's connected. And the first time I work on a horse, I tell people, you know, I usually charge 95 for the body takes about an hour and we should do the head at the same time. It's like rebooting the whole computer. And they're like, well, I only have the 95s and I just ride the body. So can you just fix the body? And I'm like, uh, yeah, but this is your horse's teeth. It's everything. Even on the skull that is just, you know, a replica. These are your teeth. They're not flat. Okay, so when the vet gets in there with a flat file, they're taking these teeth down too much and these not enough. And they people need to start learning that there's this actual curve. So if you don't do the cranial work, you're going to be doing more equine dental floating to take down all the little hooks and waves. And the teeth after the caps are gone, the teeth grow up. They only have so much tooth coming down for their whole lifetime. The more floating we do, the more vibration, the more heat, the more friction. Uh, teeth crack, um, teeth get loose, the roots up here, you know. So my whole program about the body is keeping them healthy and sound and writable through their 30s, but they have to be able to eat, you know, and you can see that this side of the mouth is way off as well. So here's a gap, you know, and horses are supposed to be able to chew sideways. And when you look at the front teeth, okay, so this horse's teeth weren't balanced either. So when he's trying to graze or tear grass, these are hitting, okay, and then these aren't connecting back here. So the cranial work that we do in my level three class of actually manually shifting the cranial bones is only taught in person. And I want to make sure that the student is the right type of personality. Energy isn't too hard, pushing too hard or something when they actually take this class. So you can do my level one and two online, but you still need to come to at least a level two class to be able to do the level three and the horse's vision, not spooking. So, you know, how does the head trauma start? Well, we have these knotted rope halters that have no give. And 25 years ago, we had the flat web halters that when the horse pulled back would break and there was less damage to the horse. But now the thin knotted rope halters are sliding up behind here. And when a horse sits down and is spooking, they're in the fight or flight mode. So if they kept their head down like this and were struggling, because I've seen cute little horses at the hitching rail, put the rope over here and just kind of back with their head down, they knew they could take their halter off and go off and graze. 
But the problem is when they're in fight or flight, the head goes up and then the small knotted rope halter locks in behind here and does more damage. And you'll notice that when horses sit down and pull back and they can't get away and they're fighting, they'll usually lean to one side. So that's going to drop all the cranial bones more on one side. So people say the horse is heavy on the right rein. Well, this whole TMJ joint has dropped and there's no space, so it can't go sideways. So I actually have a picture where you take a tape measure directly from the middle of the pole, and you're going to measure all the way down to each lip line. Okay. And you'll find one side is at where the bit goes is a half inch to an inch lower than the other side. So this whole TMJ has dropped down. Your horse's um, teeth can't match up. That creates the hooks and waves. So when I do my level three on a horse, which takes about 40, 45 minutes, usually a one-time procedure, um, they say that when the equine dentist comes the next time that the whole mouth was just balanced, that he had hardly any work to do because the horse can now finally start chewing like this. The horses that aren't chewing well and have the cranial trauma up here on their head, they'll have really big bumps of like muscles because these are your up-down chewing muscles. They're not supposed to be chewing down. And then the your mastester muscle on the side will actually start atrophying and the cheeks will hollow. And when we change all of this and we open the TMJ gap and pull all of this up, you actually have the gap in the joint back. Your horse can be lighter on the rein. I mean, really, if you're having to pull and saw and say, give to the bit, you're actually destabilizing this whole TMJ joint with that piece of metal in their mouth. And it's just deteriorating the joint up here. So my program of all the body work is how to keep your horse healthy, sound, and rideable through their 30s. But we need to start addressing the heads. Every pullback, every fold that... You know, the foal will kind of put their head through sideways in a fence and graze and then get startled and pull back. You know, it's the same thing when the bones are young, you know, three months to a year. There's a lot of things that can go wrong with just a little bit of pressure. So I highly recommend that everybody learns my program and especially gets to level three class so they can start working on their horses themselves. So I know you talked about weeping eye, uveitis, vision, TMJ, and dental issues, uh, all being cranial, like common cranial issues with the horse. But I know in the past, you've also talked about metabolic and autoimmune disorders stemming from that as well. Can can you go over that a little bit? Yeah, so I have a whole cranial sacral page, and a lot of that information was shared with me from my instructor in the UK, Jean Whitebread, who spent eight years studying cranial sacral. And if you Google it, even for people, you know, your pituitary, your hypothalamus, all of that is up in here. So it gets stressed and it um, gets out of balance when the horse's head is compressed. So the first thing we notice is um, the up down chew muscles and the cheeks hollowing. The next thing you'll start to notice is a little bit of the pre-cushing. So when the hypothalamus and pituitary that regulate the blood sugar and your autoimmune system are out of balance, and then we add mercury and poisons from the chemicals, vaccinations and rumors, which I always recommend to my clients to use the clinoctilolite zeolites to detox the horse. 
um, you'll start to see all these issues in people and horses. And the first thing that comes up is autoimmune. Your, your whole immune system is off when your cranial bones and your cranial wave is out. So um, on the horses, when you go up to your horse and their head is down like this, you should be able to go up here and you should be able to feel these two bones are really high on the occiput. So in this model here, it was ground down. It should be a lot higher. And if you feel these two bones like this in between the horse's ears under the fetlock, you should be able to feel it's almost should be like two knobby goat horns kind of growing out of um, that want to kind of grow out. And if they're flat and smushed, Within three to four years, you're going to see the long hairs that don't shed as well, um, and a little bit of the thick, crusty mane. So if this is your horse's mane and you're squeezing along the top of the mane, it shouldn't get thicker right in here. Okay, that's not muscling. That's the body storing fat and toxins. And you'll say, oh, my horse is starting to become an easy keeper. Well, that's the first sign of the pre-Cushing's is when you have all that thick fatness up in here. So we do the NCD detox um, three to four times a day in two weeks. And that usually starts to go away, but you still need to do the cranial work. So the cranial compression, uh, the uveitis, the not being able to chew, the autoimmune in four to five years, you're going to see full-blown Cushing's. And... Um, in my program, we teach how to ask the vitality of the horse up to a hundred percent. Where's your horse's vitality? And if they start in the twenties and thirties, even if they have a shiny coat and they look healthy, I can turn around to the owner and say, so are you on autoimmune meds or, you know, metabolics or allergy meds? And they're like, yes. How did you know? Because the whole horse's head up here is totally smashed flat can't even find this bone. Okay. So your hypothalamus and your pituitary are not able to function correctly. And we actually get a bunch of horses off of the pergolide just by doing the cranial sacral. Um, the owner needs to keep it up at home. There, I have a little cranial sacral DVD just for the energy work and to support the liver. So silver lining herbs is a good way to support the liver. Um, metabolic uh, kelp, iodine, and cinnamon are a really good way, way to, you know, to support all of that. Uh, most people with metabolic horses and easy keepers, the horse is always on a diet. They have to do low carb, low sugar, starches and feeds. And it's a real pain in that feeding program. They can't have a bunch of carrots. They can't have a bunch of green grass. They'll the next step in that stage at five years is the thin crumbly hoof walls and the thin soles and um, laminitic episodes because the horse's body is not able to handle the toxins and the sugars and balance itself in the metabolic and autoimmune issues. So then you have this, okay, he's on pergolide. He can't have this. I have to soak the hay to get the sugar out of it. Or, you know, he's on cubes. It's a real pain to have those kind of horses and the special feeding and things that people have to buy when if they go back to my basic program of having level three done, okay, and get the horse's hypothalamus, pituitary, and organs back online and healthy and decompress this area and detox the horses of the mercury and the poisons and the chemicals, they usually know, and even checking with the vet, 
that they can totally back off the pergolide. And it's just a huge savings money-wise when you don't have to do all these special feeding programs, especially if you're in a barn where, you know, you're that client that they're always going, oh, yes, her special bucket has to be different than all the other horses and her hay has to be different than all the other horses. And, you know, your horse can't just be in a normal feeding program. So the cost to the client for these horses is a lot when if they've done the cranial work, for under $250, they have a better metabolic horse for life with a better autoimmune system. So my program always teaches, let's look for the cause. Why is the hypothalamus and pituitary out of balance? Why is the horse not able to balance their blood sugars? You know, why are they storing toxins up here? The other area that you will see the horses store toxins when I'm palpating the tongue, okay, right in on this side of the horse you'll find swollen glands, kind of big, hard nodules as you go up this side of the jaw. So on a, like this of the horse, you would find all of the toxins and in the glands up in here being hard and swollen. Um, so that's why we recommend the detox and the cranial sacral so that your horse isn't going to be head shy. They're going to be easy to catch. They're going to be light on the bit. Your equine dental bill will only be just to touch up a tooth here and there instead of power tools. And the stress of the power tools and having the speculum in their mouth and cranked open. I always encourage my clients to go find an equine dentist that had $25,000 of schooling on, you know, each tooth means something. There's actually a book you know, what each tooth means like in lameness, you know, they, they number the teeth. So the teeth are so important on the horse. And I see these writing publication magazines with this beautiful black horse on writing magazine. And there's wrinkles all around his eyes and his ears are flat back and his mouth is all like this. And I'm like, and they put that on the cover of the magazine. I could just see that horse was in pain, trying to get into that bit set instead of addressing that his head isn't balanced and just forcing him to behave, get on the bit and do his thing. So I highly recommend learning how to do some cranial on your horse. You don't have to have years of experience because my level one cranial video is just energy work and handholds. And you will notice a different bond with your horse when you start doing this because you have to go there and be present. When you're doing the energy work with the horse, you're like, wow, my horse went into the zone. And the next day they were just looking at me and looking at my hands like magic hands, mom, put them on my head again, you know, and they say the whole bond with the horse changes. They're just, yes, you know, so if your horse is hard to bridle, hard to catch, you pick up the halter and they turn their butt to you. There's always something that we can do to make it better and to give you a better bond with your horse. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Holistic Horseworks Talks with April Love. Don't forget to check the show notes for links to all of the resources mentioned in this episode. Have a question you'd like to submit to the podcast? Email april at holistichorseworks.com for a chance to get it featured on the next episode. Loved this information? Share it with your horse friends. They'll find it helpful too. To learn more, visit holistichorseworks.com. And before you go, make sure you have a copy of our free ebook, 
Horse 101, everything you wish you had known before you got your first horse at horseacademy101.com.